Today on CityCast Philly, there's a nonprofit in Kensington that's trying to help the community own more land in the neighborhood. This type of trust is the only one of its kind in Philly. I'm speaking with a business owner who's been able to open a store in Kensington thanks to this nonprofit and a representative of the org about their hopes for their neighborhood. It's Tuesday, January 10th, 2023. I'm Trinae Nuri, and this is CityCast Philly. Adriana Abisade, you are the executive director of the Kensington Corridor Trust that aims to preserve culture and affordability while building neighborhood power and wealth in Kensington. To start, can you explain what is a perpetual purpose trust and how is KCT hoping to use it? Yes, absolutely. So a perpetual purpose trust is a specific type of trust that exists solely for uh, serving a specific purpose in perpetuity, so forever and ever. And what we are doing is we are utilizing that legal structure to protect land and buildings on Kensington Avenue in the Kensington neighborhood for the benefit of the folks who live there and have businesses there to preserve both local ownership and affordability intergenerationally. Is it similar to a land trust? It is quite similar to a land trust. There are some legal distinctions. So the neighborhood trust model, which is what we are, is a 501c3 that has a hybrid construct. So we are two legal entities that together form the neighborhood trust. Community land trusts typically are just the 501c3 portion. You are one of two neighborhood community land trusts in the country to use this type of nonprofit structure. What made you decide to go this particular route? We decided to go this route because it would allow the neighborhood to directly govern over the assets. So it gave them the direct decision-making power. It gave them autonomy to decide what they wanted to acquire, how they wanted to redevelop it, how they wanted to really ensure that it was benefiting the neighborhood broadly and not just a small set of folks. And it gave us that protection that is intergenerational, that can't be undone. Uh, And that was what was really critical and important to us. So KCT is focusing on Kensington Ave from Lehigh to Glenwood Avenues. Why did you choose this area? Yes. So that area was selected very intentionally by the folks who were originally at the inception of the Kensington Corridor Trust. So these are the folks who came around the table to form and found us. These were the areas in which they were already working in, in which they already had overlap. It's also quite an extensive area. It's a little over a mile uh, in that there are over 600 assets. So it's a very large area to tackle. We are very much looking at it from a property by property and block by block approach at this point. So we're currently focused on three blocks on Kensington from Allegheny to Tioga. But over time, we will reach into those larger geographic areas. Now, Crystal Ortiz, I want to get you into the conversation. You're the owner of Waxery and the first commercial tenant of one of KCT's properties. And you signed your lease in October. Tell us about your business. I own a candle making business. It's BYOB. You come, enjoy yourself, let loose. That's what you do. I I like that. (laughs) You know, I have a very spontaneous energy. So I I vibe with you. However you want to do it, I do it. Um, (laughs) Crystal, why did you decide to go with KCT's property rather than other properties? I was born and raised around the Kensington area, so I always wanted to give back to my own community. I remember when I was younger and I couldn't really do much in the Kensington area where I grew up. 
at. So I would have to go to Jersey or, you know, downtown or, you know, kind of farther out and travel with my friends. So I wanted to do something that was locally so that everyone could just be like, oh, hey, I could walk over there or it's a 15 minute drive. Let's go. Let's go have fun. So that was the ultimate goal was to give back to where I grew up from. Mm-hmm. It means a lot because honestly, I probably would have never thought I was a, going to be a business owner. That wasn't what my goal was. So opening my business or opening a business, whatever it was at that time, was a huge accomplishment because a lot of people down in Kensington that was raised in Kensington, we have like this status that is like, oh, you know, you're going to do the bare minimum, you know, you're going to, you're going to live and you're going to succeed, but at the bare minimum status. Um, So it was, it was great to accomplish different things. Crystal, how has the KCT's structure affected your business? Or do you think it's possible that you would have opened this business without this uh, structure or without these resources? I I think it would have been a lot harder. KCT definitely targets those that want to be able to uprise, in a sense, and um that's what made me say, oh, yep, I'm going on the Ave and I'm I'm going to do a storefront because, you know, things are so hard. And with Adriana helping in a sense of like resources that I don't know of because I'm a, you know, small business. And this is your first time business, right? Right. First time business owner. So it's hard for me to get, you know, the resources. I don't know where to get them. And Adriana and her team definitely was able to help with that, where if I go elsewhere, I would I would have had to do it on my own and possibly struggle more. Crystal, what do you want to see more of in Kensington in terms of development? Um, better businesses. What does that mean? Like, in a sense of um, there's a lot of different businesses. It's a lot of food, not a lot of nailleries, but different businesses that's like mine, like crafts and outings. Let's bring downtown more to Kensington, and if that makes sense. Yeah, you want more diversity in your neighborhood. Right, exactly. Now, Adriana, KCT currently has 14 properties. How involved are residents in conversations about how the properties are being used. Yeah, so we actually just closed on our 15th properties. We have 15 Congrats. now. <laughs> yeah, um, and we will hopefully be closing on a 16th very soon. So we've been having a lot of growth this year. I would say so there are a couple different ways and, and areas in which that happens. One is at our governance. So the, the folks who govern KCT legally are that are on the board of directors, they're all residents and small business owners in Kensington. But we also do a ton of community engagement and outreach uh, both from just a general get to know folks space, but also from a policy advocacy component as well. So we are really concerned with land use in the city of Philadelphia, particularly how it impacts Kensington and black and brown neighborhoods and low income neighborhoods. So governance is one way, but we also are, so our kind of mantra, if you would, is that we don't want to create new spaces. So Kensington Corridor Trust is a fairly new entity. We've only been around since 2019. We are still building a lot of relationships in the neighborhood. We are still building trust with folks. And so we've been very intentional not to create new spaces for folks to have to come to. Instead, we plug in where everyone is already currently at um, to have discussions around what types of businesses are coming to the corridor, what types of buildings we want to bring on, you know, into the trust, what the geographic reach is that we want to have, what affordability looks like, what does affordability mean? 
Right now we are uh, planning for our very first new construction. We've gone around to all of the various neighborhood groups and associations and all of the meetings and shown pictures of the facade and asked folks like, what brick colors do you like? Do you like for the windows to look like this or look like that? Does you it know, make it, does that make it challenging though? Just to kind of, there's lots of input. <laughs> so how do you like make a decision? Um, Cause there's a lot of perspectives being brought to the table. Absolutely. So ultimately, the governing body is responsible for the decision making legally, mm-hmm. um, and in, but they are required to receive the feedback from the larger neighborhood, right? So that when the board is making a decision around an acquisition or making a decision around a business tenant uh, or how we're going to price something affordably, they have that input from folks. I will say, I think there are differing opinions that exist within Kensington, but by and large, folks want the same things that anyone would want. And what is that? You want a safe neighborhood, you want an accessible neighborhood, you want a neighborhood where you have good schools, where you feel like your trash is being picked up, um, where you feel like you have access to walk in and out of your home without being obstructed or, or in any way. It's all kind of the very basic forms of humanity. And I think oftentimes we think folks from Kensington want something different than everyone else, but it's not. Like We all just very much want the very same things. And so It actually hasn't been super difficult to gain kind of consensus or move towards consensus around a lot of things because folks are just excited to see change. Folks are excited to see things come to the corridor that are positive and that are not extractive and that are, you know, like Crystal, that are coming from folks who grew up here. And I think that makes the conversation a lot easier for us as well. We've seen neighborhoods be transformed by gentrification. How does KCT hope to bring community development to the neighborhood that's, you know, long lasting? Absolutely. Yeah. So the neighborhood trust model in itself is specifically built to combat gentrification and is an anti-displacement model. So we are really focused on that localized control and localized affordability. For us, it's a couple of things. One, it's making sure that we have density, right? So that we are acquiring assets that are near each other and in proximity to each other. How important is that to stay together? It's very important. It's very, very important because that's how you'll build community, right? Not just within the residents who are taking on these spaces as their, you know, living spaces, but also for the businesses that are there, right? And so right now we are working to attract a business to the space that's right next to Crystal so that they can form community, right? And then we'll build a building right there and we'll attract another tenant and they'll just have each other to rely on and to lean on. And, you know, we know when one business owner is engaged with another, there's more likely to come out and sweep the sidewalk or more likely to ensure that their lights remain working or that their signage is, you know, clear and effective. So we want to build that. We want to steward that. I could second that being a business owner and, you know, being the first for KCT, having someone next to me will be like, oh, hey, how are you? You know, like we can engage and we could maybe, you know, maybe Adriana helped me with something that I'm like, oh, wait, Adriana helped me with this. Let me help you. So it could kind of be a family, a work family, (laughs) a business family type of a deal. So I, I definitely, you know, it definitely sounds very well. Adriana, is this going to raise the cost of living in the neighborhood? It is not. So it's actually intended to directly combat that. The The cost of living in the neighborhood has already been going up because of gentrification, right? So gentrification has been coming into Kensington probably for the last five to 10 years, possibly and arguably more. And so we're seeing a lot of things come online into the market that are beyond what the average household income you know, for Kensington could afford. And so KCT's assets, because they are protected for affordability, are coming online at what is affordable for the folks who live in the neighborhood, right? The average household median income in Kensington right now is around $24,000 a year. And so you cannot afford, you know, 
let's call it a twelve, thirteen hundred dollar a month two bedroom apartment. Mm-hmm. That that's taking up essentially your entire salary. Right. right. That's close to the uh, federal poverty line guidelines. Yeah. Yep. And so the assets that Kensington Quarter Trust brings in, they're all committed to affordability, both on the residential and the commercial side. I think the thing to be very mindful of is that gentrification is already here. And so what KCT is trying to do is just preserve as much as we can, right? Preserve and protect for affordability as much as we can in the face of what, you know, essentially can't be stopped. We are not naive to think that the Kensington Quarter Trust or the neighborhood trust model more broadly is capable of stopping gentrification. What we can do is protect as much as possible within the trust so that there's affordability and it can become a mixed income neighborhood versus just outpricing everyone who has lived there historically. Before I let you both go, can you tell me your hopes for the Kensington neighborhood for 2023? Adriana, what does KCT hope to see in Kensington for 2023? Yeah, we hope to see more businesses coming onto the corridor. So, you know, it's a corridor that has a a lot of myriad of issues. And during COVID, we saw a ton of increase in vacancy. And there is a lot of opportunity. There's a lot of opportunity to take on spaces into the trust and attract businesses like Waxery, right? Folks like Crystal, who have lived in this neighborhood, who understand the the folks who are here, who are culturally competent, and who are bringing things that folks want and need at prices that are affordable as well. And we've been really, really intentional um, and cautious in ensuring that when we are building this model, that we are engaging folks and that we are asking for what they want and what they need. Crystal, what about for you? I would second that. Definitely getting more businesses so that I can, you know, expand you know, my family, my business family, like I was saying earlier, of course, getting more clientele so that they could come out and see who I am, what the business is, how to have fun, how to let go, especially us adults with kids. It's like, oh, I just need a day to relax and be myself without being so uptight and being a parent. Right. Um, <laughs> I know that feeling. <laughs> so, so definitely coming out and enjoying the experience. Adriana Abisade, Executive Director of the Kensington Quarter Trust, and Crystal Ortiz, the owner of Waxery. Thank you both so much for being on CityCast Philly. Thank you. If you want to learn more about the work that's being done at the Kensington Quarter Trust, we'll have a link in our show notes. And here's what else Philly's talking about. Governor-elect Josh Shapiro has named Khalid Moumin as his education secretary. According to the Inquirer, Mumin is a Philly native and has been the superintendent of the Lower Marion School District for over a year. Mumin was named Pennsylvania's Superintendent of the Year in 2021 when he served in Reading, PA, and is scheduled to be sworn in as Acting Secretary of Education on January 17th. The Pennsylvania Liquor Control Board is set to raise prices on more than 3,500 items at state liquor stores. According to Philly Voice, some of the most popular liquors and wines will see a 4% increase. The agency says economic conditions are causing the price hike. New prices will go into effect on January 15th. And save the date for this year's Independence Blue Cross Broad Street Run. The annual race is set to kick off on Sunday, April 30th. Traditionally, it's been held on the first Sunday in May. But organizers say it's moving back one week this year. Also, runners don't have to show proof of vaccination or wear masks at the start and finish lines. And there is no virtual race option. Will I join the other 40,000 runners selected to run the race? 
I'm not sure yet. But I've ran it three times in the past, and I volunteered last year because it's one of my favorite Philly traditions. That's all for today here on CityCast Philly. If you know someone who would benefit from learning more about the Kensington Corridor Trust, share this episode with them. Subscribe to the podcast to keep up to date with all of our episodes. And be sure to sign up for our morning newsletter, too. It's called Hey Philly. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye. Okay, I'm getting hot now. All right.